Warning: The Random Fandom Podcast contains spoilers for the following: Game of Thrones season six premiere and The Walking Dead season six finale. Oh, and they talk a lot of shit about video game movies. Coming to you recorded from Brandon's podcast studio, a.k.a. your upstairs spare bedroom. This is the Random Fandom Podcast with Brandon and Brandon. I'm Brandon. And I'm Brandon. And we're here happy to be back for our second installment. And what a week it's been for just geek culture. Fresh off of Game of Thrones season six premiere. We just watched it. We're going to be getting to it today. I'm pretty pumped up. It could be the Indian food talking too, but something's got me real riled up. Brandon, how are you? I'm full of of Indian food and spirit. Yes, I have so much teen spirit in me. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, that sound. R.I.P. Prince, by the way. Even though he didn't make what? it teen spirit, because I meant to make the sound like Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain Russell, makes yeah. when he's like, yeah. But I ended up making a noise and I sounded like Prince. Either way, I'm sounding like an asshole. So, tell uh, our listeners and me because I don't know what's going on here. What this so. podcast is all about. Okay, this podcast. <laughs> this is starting off horribly. This podcast is about uh, geek stuff, fandom, movies, video games, TV shows, comics, anything. And would you say it's random at it's times? It's a little bit random at yeah. times, with a structure of randomness and brandonness. And brandonness. Yep. Yeah, pretty much we focus on anything that um, if you were to bring up at a first date, guaranteed not to get laid. <laughs> not to get a second date, at least. <laughs> so um, Makes sense. That's why we do it in uh, a spare room, recorded on a microphone, so that we can get all of our geekness out, so that we can one day, cross our fingers, hook up with a lady. Right. Um, my wife loves to hear that. <laughs> For sure. And, you know, we want to get in the habit, just like we did last week, if you happen to listen, of thanking our sponsors, because we're going to get huge. It's just a matter of time. So we want to thank our fake sponsors until we get real sponsors. Brandon, who's first on the list? Actually, you know what? I'm going to take this one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go take first. This one. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor. Our first sponsor of the day is Glutident. They are the world's first and only gluten-free toothpaste, promoting wheat-free smiles for us. That's Glutident. Look for it nowhere. Except Target. You can get it at Yeah, Target. Target has everything. Target has everything. Yeah. Our second sponsor is Final Fantasy. You mean the game? No. I mean the nonprofit that grants final wishes to dying gamers. That's Final Fantasy. Live out your fantasy until you die. <laughs> Just one last time. Oh, that's sad. What's it's your favorite Final Fantasy game out of all of them? Seven. It's easy to say And that. I'm looking forward to the remake. Which makes me sad I don't have a PS4. Me too. Or an Xbox One. Well, I there's a really good chance that I'm going to be getting a PS4 because of that and Uncharted, so we'll see. Coming up pretty soon, May. It comes out in a few, yeah. few weeks. So that's a little bit about us. That's a little bit about this podcast, which we are just loving because it gives us an excuse as best friends to come together, hang out, and put our thoughts on a recording. And uh, we've got some of them. Let's get first into... Movies. Movies. some trailers out and yes. of course there's I think, one in particular that i'm looking forward to discussing does it have anything does it rhyme with ch- ch- <laughs> <choke>? car whores <laughs> 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 what 
What is this? <laughs> what? I was looking at the screen and uh, I messed up. Rogue it's One. Is Rogue One. What rhymes with Rogue One? <laughs> um, broke son. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is so much worse than our first. Fucking- no, how are we getting worse? So lots of trailers has already come out this year, especially related to things we're interested in. Uh, probably none more so, at least for us, than a particular release coming out in December for the new Star Wars story. Yes. Yes, Rogue, Rogue One. One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I actually appreciate that title because it says that it's still of the Star Wars universe and it's part of the Star Wars story yes. and it follows a progression, but it's not its own episode. If it was to be its own episode, it'd be like episode 3.5. Because I guess it takes place between right, uh, episodes three and new, four. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I always thought the Death Star was such a cool thing, but it, ju- it just is there all of a sudden back in the 1977 episode four. It's just there. And you don't know where it came from yeah. or what it can really do aside from blowing up Alderaan and then getting blown up itself and hosting a lot of Imperial officer- officers. But yeah, it would be kind of cool to know how did this come to be. So maybe we find out. But I actually like the fact that we're getting something to fill in a gap. I like what Disney is now doing with these stories where they're not only giving us brand new Star Wars films, but they're filling in gaps to some of the previous ones and doing it in a way that is Disney style, which based off of the last Star Wars film is really, really good. So one of the things that makes me really excited about this movie, uh, aside from the trailer, is the release date. I don't know how I've been so fortunate. It's like God knew I was a big Star Wars fan. So this past December... Star Wars came out on my actual birthday. You were there with I me in there. the theater. We hung what, out. four or five hours early? Yeah, we were there about four hours before the start time of our movie, hanging out, just geeking out with other people. And it was fun, actually. It was, it was a really cool experience. This movie, again, I don't know if they have the release date pegged to an actual day, but it's in December. And then they were going to originally release episode eight in May of 2017, but they pushed that back, knowing that they're going to have just another monster box office, especially in December when there's not mm-hmm. a lot of big other movies competing based on how well episode seven done did was done and it did at the box office. So I am pumped. I get three years in a row of star Wars coming out on or around my birthday. Well, it's an easy way for me to remember your birthday. So who do we see in this movie? We've got the main character, assuming she's the main character. Jin she's, Asa is yeah. Or however you say, her I, name. I'm pretty sure she says, I Jin heard Asa Arthur. We'll have to rewatch it. We'll have to IMDb you, this. You can jump to your own conclusions. Um, that's Felicity Jones. Don't know much about her. Looked up some of her uh, cast and credits and not anything that I'm overly familiar with, but could be cool. Jin Ersa. Ersa? Yeah. E-R-S-O. So somewhere between what I said and what you said. We kind yeah. of, And then, of course, Forrest Whitaker's in it looking like a kind of a, a uh, I don't know, a, a sage rebel figure of sorts. Oh, I was going to go Banff. Uh, yeah, that could be too. I don't think it's going to do monster box office numbers because it's not. I mean, I comparatively, comparatively speaking, to Episode Seven. Sure, I. I it's a tie-in story. There. Yeah, it's a linker. It's a here. We're going to throw you a bone to keep you entertained in the Star Wars universe between seven and eight. I think the scene that gets me really pumped up. I know it's only two and a half minutes, and some of that might not even make the floor uh, by the time the movie comes out because a lot of what they show in trailers doesn't always actually make the right? final cut for the right? movie. Paranormal Activity. <laughs> no kidding. Palm trees and AT-ATs, you know, when it shows the mm-hmm. uh, the Imperial Walkers, the four-leggers. The very last scene in that. Yeah. yeah, and that looks really cool. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, let's get some more Rogue One. I'm looking forward to December all the more so. I want to know, and I'm sure they won't 
they might tease this in a trailer, but uh, we probably won't find out until the actual movie comes out. I want to know if Darth Vader is going to be in this movie. That is a million dollar question for sure. Yes. I mean, there's no reason for him not to be as far as the timeline goes. He's there. He's right. Present. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Is James Earl Jones still alive? I believe so. Call him up real quick. All right, hold on. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, you still there? It is most true. I. He said yes. <laughs> he doesn't actually talk like that. <laughs> he doesn't actually talk like that. No, that's, that'd be weird. That's cinema magic. Yeah. And then, of course, like I would just alluded to, December 15th, right around my birthday, episode eight coming out. And then what else is on the docket? Uh, well, we've got the Han Solo movie. Star Wars anthology Han Solo, I think is what the working title is right now. A young May, Han Solo. May 25th. 18 2018 i'm sure that's a tentative release but we'll take it i'm sure yeah i'm sure um and then we've got episode nine which that's coming out in 2019 and that is directed by colin trevorrow a friend of yours (laughs) i don't recognize the name i gotta tell you jurassic world okay i i like jurassic world i thought it was a good movie it was a romp it was entertaining it was a Grizzly dinosaur of a romp, yes. Yeah. It was really good, I thought. So does that mean we get Chris Pratt in episode nine? Because he could save the world as anybody. Chris Pratt's in the new Magnificent Seven. Yeah, which could and be awesome. That looks really good, too. I'm excited because of that trailer. And Denzel. Right. I love Denzel Washington. Not the man, but the films he <laughs> typically Hugh. does. I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'll have to go to a Laker game to see him or something You're like that. You're in love with Denzel Washington. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> So another trailer uh, furthering the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that we are super excited about. Although it's a character I know very little of myself as far as any comics I've yeah. read. The character is very enigmatic. strange. I was going to say enigmatic because I'm no. educated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just lying. So we've got Doctor Strange. So who do we got? We've got Benedict Cumberbatch, which is the most presumptuous sounding name. Is that really his name? That just sounds like such an English gentleman's name. Well, he is he an English like, gentleman. Well, fine. But he sounds like the kind of guy that would like just have gloves on all the time and have to take them off very softly and slowly. Oh, yeah. And then put them back on before he opens the door. Yeah. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Uh, do you know what they call the uh, his like really hardcore fans? I don't. They call, it, they call them Cumberbitches. Wow. Yep. That's a thing. Sounds like a prison term. <laughs> so uh, it is hard. For me to really discern anything from the trailer, because I know so little about this character, which to me yeah. says I'm going to be even hopefully more of a fan, because when I go into seeing Captain America's or X-Men's or Spider-Man's, I have a little bit of history with the character. Right. I've resonated with him over the years, so sometimes I have a more critical mindset going into it. With this one, I think it's all new to me. I really need to... I don't know much about this character. The most I've seen about him is from video games, you know. but hey, that's very cool. So on the horizon for some of our geeky movies, mm-hmm. uh, what do we got? We've got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. Right. We're just four brothers who love the city and hate bullies. That's what they say in the movie, I, I think. Know. And based on the first one, I'll still go see it. But So I actually thought the first, the first of the new series of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies was a fun movie to watch. I thought the special effects were good. What I really, really disliked is how they bastardized the characters and they made every single character an exaggerated version of themselves. So, for example, you have 
Donatello with these glasses that are taped in the middle, like that uh, stereotypical geek or nerd. And he's got all of these uh, machines and, and gadgets on his back and these goggles that he can drop down. And I get it. Donnie loves machines, but I feel like you're taking the idea of the character and making them an extreme of that idea. And in my opinion, I think they kind of ruined it. Now that I already know those characters are ruined, I hope that at least that the story itself is a decent enough story and the action's decent enough to carry me through that whole movie. Yeah, you don't go in expecting them to change. It already shows you from the trailers yes. uh, that Mikey's still annoying, <laughs> like even more than yeah. we knew him to be. Uh, Raph's still probably going to be having his do-rag on, being a badass, <laughs> but like to the extreme. <laughs> and like taking a lot of steroids. Yeah, yeah, he... He's hitting the turtle sauce a little hard. <laughs> and then we've got Casey Jones uh, right. making an on-screen appearance for the first time since this reboot. Uh, we've got Rocksteady and Bebop. And I think I've heard that they have uh, Krang. Krang. Yes, Krang yeah. is in there. Krang the brain. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't expect much, but having, like you said, already knowing what you're getting from this, yeah, exactly. maybe you can just go in with a little bit of a, um, a tempered expectation. And I, th- I'm actually looking forward to it because of that reason. So I, because I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so much, there's always going to be a little bit of a love when I go and I watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some irritation on on how they approached it, but I'm always going to love the, um, the the fun of watching a TMNT movie. So I am looking forward to it, but I am going into it like you say with lowered expectations in the hopes that then when I walk out, I go, yeah, it was about what I expected. Are you looking forward to the Warcraft movie at all? Not at all. Not one bit. The trailer does nothing for me. It does nothing for me, and the CGI it looks questionable. It doesn't really look like it's going to hold up by 2016 standards. It looks like the, the video games got better visuals. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect of that. You can always hope. But um, that one's going to be one we're not breaking down the door opening weekend to go see it. I'm going to wait until I see the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and that'll determine whether or not I actually go to the theater and see it. And the last two movies that are kind of just on the geek radar cinematically coming out in the next few months, actually some of them in one of them in the next few weeks, based on video games, one actual console game, one mobile game, if you know where I'm going. Angry Birds is coming out. They just released a new trailer. I've seen it on the Internet. I've seen it on TV. Doesn't make me any more excited than I was, which was zero in the first place. Yeah, I, it doesn't look funny at all. It looks like next. a cash grab. <laughs> next but, movie, but Ratchet and Clank is, I think, out in just uh, one more. So, very soon, yes. very soon at the end of this month, I believe. And you know, I never played a whole lot of Ratchet and Clank. I think I've picked up a few of them here and there, but they're fun games. They are really they're great fun. platformers. They're cool characters. I like the. I just There's like a lot of humor. Yeah, the humor is good. It reminds great. me of like playing a Saturday morning cartoon at kind of. Yeah, so yeah. And that's it's like really the, bud, the buddy system. There's two oddly paired uh, whimsical heroes and it's fun. Uh, of course, it has one of the best names. I What was the uh, Up Your Arsenal? Remember that yeah. one? That one. <laughs> I just I love that name. And this movie is actually getting pretty good reviews and it might be good. So I'm not going to be necessarily bummed if i don't catch it in theaters but i'm i'm at least interested in seeing it. i might go take my daughter to see it you know she's nine i think that will probably be appropriate 
So yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, it's silly, it's funny, and I think it's gonna have humor that kind of spans all ages. And I gotta Kinda say, like the, the visuals look really good too. They they do. Uh, they, Paul Giamatti is uh, lending his voice as well as John Goodman. Not that okay. that makes it good or not, but that's just kind of a cool thing to go on. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of video games turned into movies, there's been a lot of them, and there's been a lot of not so good ones. Let's talk about some of our favorite video game to film adaptations this is going to be a short list it yeah <laughs> you go first oh, okay i'll go first i'm gonna say mortal kombat i love that movie yeah the but original. have you watched it as an adult no yeah i thought a lot of movies were great like we have talked about yeah but at the same when time when if you you're loved a kid, it as a kid maybe you don't want to watch it as an adult just let it be or if you watch it as an adult that you get a bit of nostalgia for it and so in turn you end up enjoying it still as an adult um yeah it, it was a fun movie I, I i love just the cheesiness of it the unabashed straight up we're going for cheese you know with a get over here and then when scorpion's yeah. chain actually comes out of his hand it's like a little weevil devil chain i don't know what the hell that <laughs> thing was but it was super cheesy uh the nut shot to goro when johnny cage does the splits and oh yeah gives and, goro, yeah, and then i think the best line when uh kano has to face Sonya Blade, and then remember he's got she's got him pinned down. He, she drags him like with a head scissors. You know she flies up, wraps her legs around his neck, tackles him down, and he's like, "Come on, baby, give me a break!" And she's like, "Okay," and snaps his <laughs> neck. And she's like, "Yes, that was like." Uh, I Arnold. love that the one-liner was delivered by the person who just died. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it did produce one of the worst sequels ever, which was just Annihilation. One of the yeah, worst it movies was ever. So bad. Yeah. Um, another good movie, I thought, and I think you'll probably agree with me. The first Resident Evil movie wasn't bad. I really like before the first it just Resident got all super cheesy and all just sci-fi or special effects just fest. And this one at least had somewhat of a coherent story. Um, and I liked the idea of the Red Queen, the killer AI, right. uh, taking the form You're of a little girl. Going to die down here. It's creepy. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And then I thought I thought the Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil, was actually quite good. Um, I thought it was a good, unique adaptation and story based off of the original source right. material they didn't want to tell the exact same story so i thought they took a decent approach to it uh i do not think in fact let's get into some of the bad movies and i'm just going to start it off by saying all of the other resident evils would be in my opinion progressively worse yeah they exactly they got progressively worse where i think they tried to outdo each other one by one and they're doing they're they're following the Call of Duty model where they try to just get bigger and more explosive and more slow mo. It was just it turned into like you said, kind of just this giant uh, festival of special effects. Well, the first superhero movie, excuse me, video game movie that I remember seeing was Super Mario Brothers, which was just it was so bad, was so bad. That was a. Do you remember Double movie. Dragon by the way? Double Dragons. Yeah, I with do. Scott Wolf from Party of Five, horrible. Uh, Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. and of course, as you know, anything by uh, what's his name, the director, the uh, Uwe Boll. Yes, anything. Oh, like Blood Rain, for example, yeah. which was one of his more popular ones, but that was still a horrible movie. Right. Anything by him is god awful. Just deemed to be doomed. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's a fair statement. So. Still, I I still want to give him a chance. Video game movies. Him? No, just in general. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah no, 
like I'd say one example, out of ten are usually okay. Yeah, maybe so. Oh, don't forget about the Tomb Raider movies. Oh, those were awful. They, but I, I, I agree with you, especially the first one though. I would say is up there on the better, yeah, quality game to video scale. game movies. Now the Assassin's Creed movie that's coming out with Michael Fassbender. I don't know when that's coming out. By the way, I have no idea as well. <laughs> cool. I have no idea either. But I, at the same time, I'm actually looking quite forward to it because I, I've played every Assassin's Creed game since the first one all the way up. So, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, let's talk about TV shows. That was a really bad segue. Right? Yeah. So, we just watched... The season premiere of Game of Thrones, the season six premiere. We did. While eating delicious Indian food, which we're going to talk about continuously. Probably. Because it was For good really reason. good. It was really good. Um, the, th- the food or the show? Both. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that the average throner was very... Uh, excited for this episode because while they didn't get into too much, it's only one episode. There's still nine to come. It's a long season. Some people would say it's not long enough. Yeah, I was about to say, wait, 10 episodes? Is, uh, yeah. Is, that's 10 weeks. It's two and a half month investment, though. And that's a full season, not one of those for, half seasons? For Game like of Thrones. AMC they just go, they've, from the very beginning, always been 10 episodes. It's very meticulous like that. Okay. So, yeah, they didn't get into too much just yet. Uh, very cool reveal at the end. And they just kind of touched base with almost everyone to see where they've been since you last saw them in, uh, what, June of last year? Whenever season six ended. Season five ended, excuse me. Season six picking up right away with the lifeless, cold Jon Snow right. on laying, snow. Laying in the white Jon Snow. Yep. <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington still looks good even in death. So good for him. Um, so and would you hit that? If I was part of Game Brighton? of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could do a lot for my career. <laughs> Getting stuck with a, a good looking guy. Yeah. All right. Cool. I really like this season premiere i thought it really had some exciting moments it had some reasons why you want to tune back in um to me where i felt like standing up i literally there was a point right next to you when we were sitting together watching the show i felt like standing up and cheering and that's when when i farted you're like yeah (laughs) Yeah. good job right for you not for me though um (laughs) but my favorite character i really i mean there's so many characters to like but i think my personal favorite if you had a, a gun to my head and asked me to choose one it'd be lady brie I uh, thought you were going to say that. And when yeah. she saved the day, uh, right when Sansa and Reek slash Theon were uh, about to get captured and taken back to Ramsey and uh, at Winterfell. Which, which, by the way, Theon, he did a... I want to just pat him on the back and say, good try, but you almost got her killed, you idiot. <laughs> right. He's he's jacked up, dude. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah he has no penis. <laughs> Poor <laughs> guy. And that's just the tip of the spear. Wait, wait, wait. Would you hit that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be easy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just felt like standing up and cheering. She's my my favorite character. Also, I have a soft spot in my heart for Braun, who we didn't get to see, but like I said, it's a long season. They can't get to everybody in one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got covered a lot of ground. Um, some violence in this episode. Um, not major players, but uh, Oberyn's brother, Doran, Duran, getting taken out. <laughs> Duran Duran. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it hints at a war coming between Cersei and who who's left to follow her. 
and Jamie seemed to be her and Jamie seem to be on the same page. They've got Sir Robert Strong, you know, kind of formally the mountain, this new Frankenstein construction. I just my I didn't want this episode to end. And this is something that I struggle with because I actually got entered into the Game of Thrones universe. My friend had copied the first four seasons for me. So I watched them all within like two weeks. And now Crazy. you have to watch them all weekly. And now I have to watch them weekly. Yeah. And it's hard pacing myself because I when the credits started rolling, I was like, no, it can't be over. And what did you think of that scene before the credits started rolling, by the way? Oh, it was hot. Yeah, I know and you love creepy. naked ladies. Old. Yes. Um, so... Wait, what was her name? The Melisandre, the red, the red lady. Can I just say that as you were just explaining all of this, that you pretty much summing up the episode, we probably should have said spoilers ahead of time. Screw it. Um, Retroactive spoilers, <laughs> in effect. Yeah, you are your ability to remember the names of all of these characters mm-hmm. is amazing. Thank you. You know, I just started. Uh, we just started using Twitter, right? On this random fandom, where can podcast. they follow us? By the way, on Twitter, they can follow us at random fandom wbb. That's random fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Got it. Wbb. I'm on it. Um, but anyway, uh, the reason I bring up the Twitter thing is because I realized that you have a maximum of 140 characters on Twitter, mm. and I kind of wish that Game of Thrones had a maximum of 140 characters because <laughs> I cannot remember any of these characters. I am imp- very impressed with the fact that you can remember the names of all these people, but I still enjoy it nonetheless. Anyway, this was a really good uh, season premiere. Uh, there wasn't, there was some action. It wasn't too full of action, but what I do like is that certain things like Jon Snow's death uh, and Arya becoming blind right uh, at the last episode uh and yeah you said she's gonna be she reminds you of daredevil all of a sudden like I, 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 is this blind kid gonna become a vigilante i was saying i was like i hope she becomes like daredevil and, and what did daredevil fight with or what does he fight with he fight well yeah he fights with a like a bow or kind of he's got his sticks in half and, yeah yeah and then Arya's all of a sudden getting punked by that girl from the house in black and white with her sticks and ashton kutcher right yeah and i just love how she said i'll see you tomorrow Kind of like poking fun at her, like I'll see you tomorrow. You can't see me, and then I get oh. ready. I'm gonna whoop your ass. So obviously, this is par- this joke. is part of her training, I believe. How rude! So it's too soon. You know, the next time we see her, she might be getting into more uh, of a groove with her new disability and try to use it to her advantage. It's all part of her training. These people know what they're doing. She's been a badass since the beginning. Yes, and so I'm really looking forward to knocking her down a huge step. To the point where now, I mean, she literally is blind and seeing her, if she can train her way up to becoming the coolest, most daredevilish badass, then I am all for that. However, she is best able to serve the many-faced gods. Yep. Because she wants to be somebody, but they want her to be nobody. I it's I am a, assuming you're quoting it? Something like okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, really cool character development uh, based on where they left off in season five where they are here at the start of season six. A lot more to get to. You got to watch the episode for yourselves. But I'd say we are uh, excited to see what's next. I am. And there's, I, there's been very few times that I've been disappointed with this show. On a whole, from week to week, I just this show to me is like a cinematic endeavor, but in weekly installments. I love it. And I'm actually thinking after 
a couple of years of encouraging and trying to massage it in with my wife, she's actually interested in watching it now because she's on Facebook. What's everyone Facebooking about on a Sunday evening? Oh my God, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's weird that it's, new it's weird they talk like recording that, feature on Facebook. <laughs> um, and enough of her friends have been clamoring talk like about Cookie it. Cookie Monster one? Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones cookies. Nom, 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 nom. Um, so on the other side of things, what's the opposite of a finale? Or damn it. <laughs> what's the opposite of a premiere? It's a finale. And a couple of weeks ago, there was this other really popular Sunday night show mm-hmm. that had its <laughs> season six finale. And it just so happens to be our topic of the week. So, of course, we're talking about The Walking Dead, AMC's flagship show. And it just a few weeks ago concluded with season number six. Incredible episode. Horrible ending. Oh, my God. And I don't think I'm saying that unfairly. I think the majority, 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 the majority (laughs) of people would feel that same way. So Negan finally makes his appearance basically from the onset of the second half of season six after they did the rejoin after the mid-series finale, which I always hate. And they are punked, basically. They are yo-yoed by these saviors every time they get stopped on the road. It's getting worse. And the guy from the very beginning offered him a chance to say, hey, let me kill one of your guys, and then we're good. And then Rick said, do you want to die today? Remember that? Yep. And then all of a sudden, death is the last thing that Rick sees, and we don't know who. And I am not convinced that the showrunners even know who they killed. I think they might just wait this out and see how it develops. I mean, because they've got a whole off-season of possibilities. I really don't think they know who they killed. I think they want to read. I think they want to react. And I think then they're going to make their choice at the start of, obviously, season six. Mm -hmm. But the way they ended it was just, it was such a disservice to fans. And it was such a, it was almost predictable that they were going to do that too. Which is sad. Well, it is predictable because it is the way that they've kind of done the show. And it generates controversy. It generates talk. People. But this one, I, I feel like this one was a giant slap in the face to all of the viewers. Because the comics do it a certain way. And they, they followed the comic book in that, in that episode so closely. And they made an incredible episode all the way up. That was just gut-wrenching, on the edge of your seat. And then to end it the way they did was one of the worst things they could, they could do because what they what the producers did was they said, to us, ratings and advertisement are more important than making our fans happy. So we are going to guarantee that season seven premiere is one of our most successful shows just by holding them in limbo for several months. That's exactly... That's the word. Limbo. I feel stuck. By the way, Richard Dean Morgan, uh, from what I've come to expect of this Negan character, all this buildup, he nailed it. He was awesome. He did an amazing job. freakish, witty, dark, violent. um, Confident. Very confident. And I think this is the first time where Rick is truly in over his head and his false confidence has led him astray. And you know what? I kind of want to root for Negan. <laughs> I don't mind it. Now, a couple weeks ago when everyone went to work, back to work on Monday, that's all anyone was talking about, at least who watches the show. Uh, my my work, the majority of the guys I work with were talking about it. I've heard so many theories. One guy mentioned the fact that, hey, you notice there's one character that was uh, part of Rick's group 
who was lined up that you're not necessarily having an attachment to kind of like a minor character at this point if he was to go would be kind of a throwaway character that was Aaron if it was him I wouldn't be horribly upset he was a nice character but he was didn't have a lot of on-screen time so there wouldn't be a whole lot of reason to care but then that almost devalue Negan I think because he yeah. needs to make an they, impact they're all about making a first impression and big impact I yes they couldn't kill off such a small character it has to be one of the main what four or five characters that and we know it's not Rick we know it's not Rick. Probably not Carl, because Negan yeah. doesn't kill women or children, but then that that's in the comics. So I'm assuming they're going to keep that going through. Yeah. But I, and the same thing with Maggie, right? Uh, he couldn't kill Maggie, um, not by the fact that she's a woman, but by the fact that it would be almost too ballsy of the writers to kill a pregnant woman. Yeah. That that would never go over well with well, the While Lori did die. But she giving had birth. the baby. Yeah. So it's using whatever value this has, Walking Dead logic, I think it's got to be Daryl or Glenn. I agree. So we won't know until October. Thanks a lot, Scott Gimple. Asshole. And yeah. Um, if only someone would make a song about it and play it at the end of their podcast. Mm. If only. If Set only. people straight. But you know, there's a possibility somebody might. Let's hope that happens. Let's hope it happens at the end of... I don't know. Maybe this podcast. Just, just, just saying. Maybe. I guess we'll have to stick around and find out. I it's guess like so. it's like the Easter egg at the end of a movie. Right. Yeah. Great episode. Oh, and you know what gets overshadowed in this is the development of Morgan and Carol. Carol was on the ropes. You know, or against the ropes. She was about to be killed, and then, but who comes out of his his no kill sh- uh, stance and fires? three sweet rounds in the air and connects with the dude's face sweet rounds sweet rounds i would i i remember i was here obviously like i said we always get together and do our pop culture stuff our geek stuff excuse me and i remember saying f yeah morgan get some (laughs) and i remember uh one of our other friends sitting on the couch looked at me like are you kidding dork and i was like well sorry but yeah morgan finally uh killed and denied his philosophy for the sake of Carol. And so there's friendship there. And of course, they're the only two that aren't caught up in this whole mess with the mm-hmm. saviors, which says, hey, there's an outlet. And in the comics, if you follow the comics, um, there's a whole other faction that comes into this mold. This Which they, they did uh, hint on that. Yes, they get caught up with the guys with armor, who in the previous episode, they see him chase him out of the barn when he's trying to saddle a horse. And so they're in not armor per se, but they're in like almost looks like catchers. They look badass. Yeah. And so apparently there's a whole nother group coming who already in the comics has history and beef with the saviors. So there's an outlet. It's not going to be pleasant and things are going to suck for Rick's group. We don't know what it's going to look like, but all we have to do is now just play the waiting game. So that's our thought. Great episode until the cliffhanger. And this one just didn't work. Sometimes cliffhangers are a great vessel um, I think people are more interested to see what happens than they are to wait six months. It's like we almost felt like we had to wait six months to get to this point with the mid-season finale and then every yeah. episode drawn it closer and closer and closer to Negan's arrival. And I just thought that was just, I, like, I, like you said, you know, it's got to generate revenue, advertisement, but it's just at the core of it, it wasn't cool. It's like being dissed by a friend. Like, dude, that wasn't cool. It's like, come on, Scott Gimble. You sold me cool. out, dude. Why? Yeah. Anyways. It is a great time to talk some games. Yeah, let's get into video games.
So here's some news about video games that you may have heard because it happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but this is a new podcast, so we're going to be doing a little bit of catch up. We're going to be spoiling the past. So Microsoft is saying bye, Felicia, to Lionhead Studios. <laughs> um, now, in case you're unfamiliar, Brandon. Which I am. Please educate me. <laughs> Will do. So Lionhead Studios created some of the absolute best Microsoft games that have ever existed with the Fable series. I know you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Fables 1, 2, and 3. Then they tried to branch out and do Fable Journey or something, you got me. Uh, which was a Connect game. Oh, it did horribly. Right. Yeah. As most Connect games did. And the bad part was, was they tried something new. It did not work. It failed miserably, and they didn't learn their lesson. And so they thought, hey, let's do something new again. Instead of going back to the, the original formula that worked so well the first three times, mm-hmm. they decided to create a um, player versus player online game called Fable Legends. Now, they created a demo. The demo came out. It got very lukewarm reception from gamers and uh, didn't didn't really get picked up like they'd probably hoped. The, the demo was out for quite a while without any news about when the game was actually going to come out. And then, kind of to everybody's surprise, Lionhead said, or uh, Microsoft said, sorry, we're going to close Lionhead. Shut it down. And instead of... Instead of even saying, you know what, we're just going to release Fable Legends as is, so those that are playing the demo can at least enjoy the game. We're going to release it for 20 bucks or something like that. Let's not lose all of our money on it. But instead, Microsoft just closed it completely and said Fable Legends is done. They were absolute about it, yeah. My hope is that somebody picks up the Fable series and can restart that. Can do a little restoration project for sure. Yeah, that is my hope. So transitioning from something that might not ever come out to something that is soon to come out. Or doomed to come out. Oh. Doom. The game? Yeah, see what it did there? Yeah, it's funny. I don't know what number doom this is now. I guess this would technically be four if you're following numerically, but they're just kind of giving it a reboot because the last doom game we had was doom three back in like 2004. So it's been a long time. Uh, The beta just recently opened and closed. It's exactly what gamers wanted and expected. From they didn't lose the magic of the original arena style gameplay Mm -hmm. for in the player versus player um, online arena. Yeah, Um, I am not going to be able to play it until you gamefly it. So please, I need to know. So you need to buy it or gamefly it as soon as possible. You can let me know when it's on sale. Yeah, that's true. Like you always do. It's out in May, so we'll find out Mm -hmm. soon enough. Uh, and it is not your atypical game from Bethesda. Right. Bethesda took this over. Yep. From id, I want to say. Yep. Yeah. I always used to call it ID. I never knew it was <laughs> actually called id. So Doom is definitely a different approach for Bethesda because Bethesda is known for a lot of their open world games, especially lately with the Fallout series and, and the Elder Scrolls series. Um, and I mean, this is just my opinion. Bethesda is my probably my favorite game studio. I would be willing to bet you've spent the most, and myself, we've spent the most amount of time playing their games, at least. I don't even want to tell you how many hours I put into Fallout yeah. 4. It's embarrassing. But necessary. But necessary for the good of the Commonwealth. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. 
Uh, I don't necessarily know if Bethesda is my absolute favorite, but it's definitely one of them. What I, is your favorite? I love Square games. I mean, if you think about where I spend a lot of my, my gaming history, Konami's put out some phenomenal games over the years. I know I'm just listing kind of big ones. Uh, I also I love uh, Epic because they brought about Gears of War, originally anyways. And uh, I love Valve games. I love Half-Life the Half-Life series. Oh yeah. You know, so good. And when Half-Life three comes out 10 years after I've died, I'll be really happy. <laughs> um, I love left for dead, uh, portal. portal. That was such so a, a, a cool landmark video game, but let's get back to Bethesda. You love Bethesda. I love Bethesda. Can we just become best friends <laughs> again? <laughs> and I think one of the reasons that I love Bethesda game so much is it allows you to step into the shoes of the character. You're not just seeing cinematics, like it's a movie that you just happen to be watching, but you step into that person's role so many times and you do it so well. And the customizable content, the customizable response, the dialogue, it's fun, you know, and you create your character. So you invest in them, not only your time, but I try to like when I made my sixth character <laughs> and my sixth go around for Skyrim, I tried to make him look like me. How did that work? It was hard. He couldn't get a date. <laughs> But I did get married and then good for you. Yeah. So I just I don't know. There's something magical about their games and then just the the universe they create. It's so submersive. Exactly. The interactivity, the the never ending regenerating scenery and wildlife and people. It's just yeah, I just I think Bethesda has a winning formula and it's really at its peak right now. Well, yeah, and I I agree with you. I think that it's the fact that these games are so immersive. There are so many hidden stories that will go completely untouched that you will never hear and never see because you just happen to not walk over to that part of the map and walk into that person's house and talk to that person and then ask that person the right question to make you start this whole new quest. And that's what I love about Bethesda games is that there, of course, is an end to the amount of content, but most people could never 100% that. So it and to put that on a disc, that's just yeah, so neat. Yeah. It literally seems like it is an endless game. Absolutely. I have put hundreds of hours into Fallout. And granted, they are having these extended content and DLC coming out, which I love, but I've put so many hours in there. And just today when I was playing, I found a whole new mission that was up on the uh, kind of in the map where you first start. So it was expected that that was one of the earlier missions that you would find, but I didn't find it. And I'm hundreds of hours later and I actually found, found it today. And so it started a whole new quest for me, which I really like. The thing is, is as much as they make the open world immersive sandlot type games where you can just literally dump all your time into and it can become a second life of its own, they still make story narration games that do have a linear progression as well and i think yeah. the most recent and best example of that is dishonored by the way yes. have you picked up dishonored or the uh remastered version i have not picked up the remastered version but i i played the you know when it first came out i played through it several times great game remember the thief games oh absolutely that was the thief game we always wanted well yes is the way i would put that that is what yeah, we that's wanted a good way thief. to put Bethesda it took little pieces of that little slivers of that and made it exactly what we would want out of the game. And I'm looking forward to uh, the second one, the second Dishonored coming out pretty soon. 
Yeah, that is something to look forward to. But do you know what I'm looking forward to, Brandon? Other Brandon? What are you looking forward to, other Brandon? (laughs) Uh, I am looking forward very much to one of the signifying parts of our podcast, Shadow of the Synopsis. If you missed this last week, if you're just tuning in for the first time this week, welcome. What we like to do is give each other, you know, kind of a little quiz, a, a little geek culture quiz. We call it Shadow of the Synopsis. Brandon is going to tell me a synopsis, and it's going to be a video game. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a television show, a something. TV show, yeah. And it's up to me to try to identify it, not only by genre, but what it actually is. Last week, he nailed Max Payne. <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> oh, bad. Sweet. I, I I just mounted Mark Wahlberg and just nailed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he'd be good for your career. Ah, yep. That's what I got to think about. So, Brandon, I want you to hit me with what you got. Literally that. I hit you with the mic. I wonder what if I might pick that up. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's here's the synopsis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally we're going to kind of blank out the main characters' names, right? Yeah. In this case, I'm actually going to read them because I don't think this the, the names are going to give it away to you. Okay. A teenage hacker finds himself framed for the theft of millions of dollars from a major corporation. Master hacker Dade Murphy, a.k.a. Zero Cool, a.k.a. Crash Override, has been banned from touching a keyboard for seven years after crashing over 1,500 Wall Street computers at the age of 11. Now, keen to get back in front of a monitor, he finds himself in more trouble than ever. The F are you talking about? Okay, so Teenage Hacker. Teenage Hacker. Teenage Hacking Midget... No, that's not... Ninja Turtles? Midget Turtles. Teenage Hacking Midget Turtles. Heroes in a quarters. <laughs> okay, um, dude, this is this one's good. And I, I wasn't created to stump you necessarily. I I feel like I should know this though. I can give you hints. Um, it does not have Sean Connery in it by chance. It does not. Okay. Well, then I'm not interested. <laughs> um, yeah, give me a hint. I'm struggling here. Your hint is that Angelina Jolie. Is in this movie. Oh, well, you just told me it's a movie, so. Oh, shit. Well, it has to do with hacking. I remember a movie in which she was secondary with hackers. I'm just going to. Is it Hackers? Yeah, it's Hackers. Starring Gene Hackman? Starring Gene Hackerman. (laughs) I actually remember seeing that movie a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and I had completely forgot about it until now. Right? Shadow of the synopsis. There you go. Doing good, good job. for us. We're one and one. Let's do it. Oh, we're high-fiving. That yep. was the sound of us high-fiving, in case you couldn't, couldn't hear it. Yeah. All right, so that was Shadow of the Synopsis. Now, we're about to get out of here. We're about to end this second episode of Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. But we always want to end you with an awesome quote in geek history. And this one is coming uh, per request by other Brandon over here. Mm-hmm. And why don't you set this sound bite up real quick? Okay. So this is from Gears of War 2. This is Cole's enlightening profanity-laced speech. <laughs> Check it out. This is Gears of War 2. Awesome quote in geek history. Death Squad is in your house, bitch! You hear that shit? You grim-ass bitches are going down! Like, way down! Dead down! So down, you ain't gonna know which way is up! Your ass is going to 
gonna be crying to your stick ass queen. Oh, mommy, don't let the bad man hurt us. Fuck you. We gonna whoop your mama's ass. Whoa. Exactly how I feel when I wake up in the morning. I just love that woo at the end. Uh, it's inspirational. I love that he called their queen a skank ass mama. He, he's an articulate fella. That was a good quote. That Thank was, you. That was an awesome quote in geek history. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. So, Brandon. Yeah? Do you want to remind them where they can find us on the Twitter? Follow us at RandomFandomWBB. The WBB stands for with Brandon and Brandon. So, again, Twitter, follow us at RandomFandomWBB. Brandon, do you want to tell these fine folks, assuming they're fine, hopefully you're fine, male or female? Wait, wait, do we have some fine ladies listening to us? Mm? Well, it's impossible for us to know but let's hope so send your pictures of your fine lady faces to randomfandomcast at gmail.com yep you can also send us anything that you want to talk about you can tell us how crappy we are um and or you can if you want to be nice to us that'd be good that'd be good yeah and wherever you see us make sure to pick it up tell your friends rate us uh don't rate us too hard (laughs) Give us as many stars as you can possibly fit. Yeah, name a star after us. Oh yeah, With the star registry. That's romantic. So cool. thank you, thank you for sticking with us to the end. So we want to pay homage to the good old days when you used to find a prize at the end of the cereal box by giving you guys, the listeners, uh, a little treat for sticking with us to the end. So here is your highly anticipated prize at the end of the cereal box. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Ooh, hit record. The Brandons watched Walking Dead last week. It was a pretty damn good show. Rick and crew driving down the street, but there was nowhere to go. Are you ready? Hey, phone Negan to come. Are you heading on the edge of your seat? Then all of a sudden, it fades to black before we get to see who gets beat. <laughs> Another podcast by us. Another podcast by us. And another one's done, and another one's done. Another podcast by us. Hey! There was back next week with another podcast by us. That was loud, I'm not gonna lie. I wish you wouldn't have done it. That said she did, and her listeners are great. Let's go. Hey, check your solo. Ah.